0: You're listening to Actors with Issues with Kwaniala, a podcast of actors, by actors, and for actors. Today's guest is an actor you know from Lock and Key, American Vandal, Tall Girl, and the latest season of the smash hit Freeform Anthology series, Cruel Summer. Please welcome to the stage Griffin, Gluck. Griffin, thank you so much for being here. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Howdy. Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Let's let's
1: talk about issues.
0: Let's trauma dumps. (laughs) <laughs> that's basically that's like another name for the show basically uh, but before we dive into Cruel Summer I mean you've been in this industry for such a long time despite only being like in your early 20s Um, yeah. so you know over 100 episodes of television I did count Um, and you know that's over... true. yeah <laughs> I didn't know that wow that's cool and you know I mean a ton of film work as well and the industry has changed and transformed so much in that time since you've been coming up in 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 the biz so with the social media streaming and self-tapes and literally so much has changed so in your mind what has been the biggest change for you since you first got started
1: yeah you know honestly um i hope this isn't a lame answer but i would i would almost say that the auditioning process the the, mm. the self thing i was always a big fan of going into a room mm. um, i think it changes the energy it adds like this this layer of pressure that i think i thrive on where it's like, okay, I've got, you know, maybe three takes to like really present myself to these people in a good light. Um, you know, I've got a prep, I've got to drive all the way over there or my mom had to drive me. Um, and I have to, I have to kill it on this. I've got this one take. Um, whereas like nowadays, like with self tapes and stuff, I'm sitting in my room a lot of times alone, and I have someone on Facetime or something, or yeah. I have to go to a self-tape studio, or I have to like beg one of my friends to give up their entire afternoon to help me with something, and it it's become a lot more of of a process than it was before, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I, I I don't know me personally I don't think I thrive on it as much I don't think I do so well with having all that free time and being like mm, I don't like this one little detail of this one tape. So let me redo the entire thing and try and match that same energy, but change that one thing. And then you end up doing it over and over and over and over and over again, trying to get it perfect. And it just, I I think it loses a little bit of the magic. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the one good thing about self tapes is, you know, before I had to live in LA to, to be near all the audition rooms. And now that I'm in New York, uh, or now that it's self tapes, I can just do them from basically ending the world. Uh, I've done it in hotel rooms. I've done it on like, uh, you know, in, in like the most random places I've done it, you know, at my friend's like summer home, like far oh. away. It's like, I guess that's kind of nice, but um, definitely I, I would say less enjoyable for me.
0: I feel like access has been one of the few sort of pros in terms of self tapes. Like you said, sort of, you can be anywhere. Um, uh, you don't have to necessarily try and clear your whole day to try and, or sort of bouncing all over LA or New York. Uh, to, to try and get to all these auditions because I know folks who would have like three in a day and they're like and you know they never run on time so they're also bouncing back true. and forth yeah yeah
1: but again that's part of the fun I mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: LA I've noticed like I I very much have a bubble that I exist in nowadays especially because I have no reason to go all the way to like Glendale or West Hollywood I live on the west side so I'm usually only in the west side because that's a far drive when I had those auditions, yeah, I'd be driving all over town. It was, I mean, I thought it was kind of nice.
0: And uh, as you mentioned with the issues, there's so much to talk about in terms of uh, being an actor and um, things that we've overcome over the years. So what would you say is maybe an obstacle or hurdle that you have uh, dealt with in your career that you can shed some light on?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think I've, I've, you know, well, I've been, I've been acting now for, professionally like 13 years going on so more than half my life at this point just mm. kind of a terrifying thought in in a way um but i think one of the more more challenging things for me especially in, in recent times is is um is the roles that i Feel like I want to do or go out for, you know. I think there was like a, a period for me for sure where I was getting typecast or where I was, I, I felt like a little a little pigeonholed in the in the mm. in the roles that I got. I felt like I was playing the same guy over and over again. It was just like oh, high school kid, like um, love interest, um, you know, goofy character, whatever, whatever. Um, and so recently for me, it's been really fun to try and like get out of that and explore that. Like with Lock and Key, I definitely got to do that. Never played a villain before. Never played the bad guy never played an you know an actual demon um with the hiding his identity a pathological liar like that stuff was really fun to me and now with cruel summer, I've never done this sort of uh type of show where it's like highly dramatic and you know you have these three different timelines and my character dies in episode one and um I think that's been really interesting for me um it's it's been it's been a a challenge i think to to you know find stuff that i feel like in a way is different you know Mm -hmm. um personally just because again having been in this industry for as long as i have like i I feel like i've i've been lucky enough to do a lot of different things and i want to keep doing different things i feel like i don't want to go back and do something that i know that i can do Mm um and you know that's 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 a fun challenge it's not necessarily a bad thing in any by, by any means but
0: yeah. it's definitely a challenge yeah I feel like you know um wanting to because you know um something that guests have talked about I mean we're going on you know three years of doing the show oh I, I totally forgot we just hit three years on Monday uh <laughs> <and> thank you <laughs> totally forgot to post about that that's hilarious um but you know in in all of this time we've been chatting with folks uh, sort of typecasting things like that has been a pretty big talking point and, and trying to branch out and um, just diversify uh, one sort of resume. And of course it's, if you're typecast, it means you're getting cast. So it means you're booking and working, but yes, obviously still, that's a good thing. Yeah. But then, you know, you still have every right to want to to branch out and do more. So, you know, totally get what you mean.
1: Yeah. I'd say also a, a new, like a kind of interesting challenge, also for me, because I kind of grew up with the social media era, Um, you know, when I was a kid and I first started acting, it wasn't a thing. And uh, a couple years later, you know, I I remember Instagram coming out and my sister helping me create my Instagram account. And the concept of social media was so strange to me. I did not understand it. I didn't get Twitter. um, As a kid, I kind of still don't get it. It's like a place where everyone can just openly share their thoughts all the time. And everyone can see everyone's thoughts on everything it's so scary. Um, so social media has been another interesting thing for me. I've, I've, I've had a, a long and interesting journey with social media trying to figure it out. <laughs>
0: And um, similarly, something that uh, has been asked a lot from some of our listeners is uh, about sort of getting that first agent or manager to get the ball rolling. Because a lot of young actors, especially like fresh out of college or, you know, an acting conservatory, they feel very stuck because you're not going to be auditioning very much um, if you don't have that rep to like push for you. So what advice do you have for any young actor who is on that journey of looking for that first rep?
1: this this is what i tell to to a lot of people who ask this question because a, a lot of people ask me like oh you know my kid's getting into acting like you know mm-hmm. what would you recommend um and i would say like the first thing like the main thing first and foremost is you have to make sure that you are truly like really in love with it mm-hmm. which i'm not saying other people aren't but um you really really have to be in love with it cuz even nowadays like a lot of my friends who i consider wildly successful we all struggle with this um is the constant, constant denial, the constant being turned down, turned away. And it can really, really affect your mentality. It can really, really get to you and and make you question so many things. So you have to have some really strong skin to to get over that and really just continue to push. Because if you don't continue to push, you're going to get left behind and, and that mentality will break you um mm. that's one thing but in terms of just you know getting an agent is um you know hone hone your craft work on it and um i started off in again this is when i was nine so i don't know you know how much this applies to to whoever's listening to this but uh I started off in musical theater, strangely, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm so not a musical person nowadays. I can't carry a tone, a tune. See, I can't even say the, the right words. Um, but, but yeah, it's all about just, you know, honing your craft, working on it, always trying to to be better, do better and present your skills to as many people as possible. So, I mean, it's not that I was trying to do this when I was a kid. I was mostly doing it because I loved you know, doing plays and things like that. And I loved the community and I loved the, the thrill of being on stage. Uh, but what definitely helped me, I think, was, you know, doing all those shows at the local playhouse and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of agents that come to those shows and are scouting talent, basically. It's like, you know, scouts at a baseball game or a soccer game. They're going and seeing like, oh, you know, what well, can this person, oh, that was actually really interesting that that person did that with that role or, or like how they handled it or what they did with this, that and the other. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, A, working on your craft, making sure you're as best as possible as often as possible, and B, making sure that no matter what medium or, or, or form of acting you take up, just try and put yourself in front of people. You know, if it's putting together short films with your friends on YouTube and, and creating like little scenes, do that. If it's going to the local playhouse and, and auditioning for a role and doing like a three to six month run, do that. If it's this, that, the other, just constantly be trying to 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 work on on your skills, and and make sure that people can see it, because if you do it in silence, no one's going to know about it.
0: Great point. Uh, and you know, um, before we wrap up, uh, have to talk about *Curl Summer*. I know there's only so much we can say about like a mystery drama series, so of course we'll avoid spoilers. But you know, with uh-huh. every Project with every role. There's always something to be learned and taken away from the experience. So, what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned working on *Cruel Summer*?
1: Oof, uh, really, just how to trust myself. This was a, a really interesting show to shoot because of the whole three timeline thing and because of the mystery and the way that the show structured. Even on the production side, you know, we would have very, very loose, broad ideas of what might happen. And then every week when we'd get a new script, we would have to completely rethink our characters and we'd have to mm. completely reestablish who we are. And, and, you know, if we liked our characters, would you always have to be your character's own biggest advocate? Cause that's what they would do if they were a real person. Um, so it was really tough going into these scenes, um, not really having all the information and knowing that things could change in an instant on how you view the scene or what your motivation might be for the scene. So I ended up having, it's a very run and gun guerrilla warfare type show when it comes to shooting. Um, so I, I think all of us really had to learn how to just trust ourselves and our abilities and forget about, you know, if we, if we don't have certain information, if we don't have a very clear motivation, how can we still get the scene done? And it's all just about existing truthfully in that scene, in that moment. Forget about what happened before, forget about what that scene's informing in the future, Um, let the writing do that let the the show do that let the structure of the show do that and just try and bring you know truth to every single scene just try and exist truthfully in every single scene if you're in an argument forget about what may have caused that argument or you know have a a good idea about it but think about the way the person's talking to you how that might make you feel you know uh and then and then react accordingly and I think 90% of the time that's just going to help you out more than being than than at least me personally, than being like, okay, well, this is what my character wants out of this scene. This is what we're trying to accomplish. This is my motivation. This is this. This is that, this is the other. If if you strip away all that information, you know, how can you still get your point across? Uh, and that was a challenge. That was something that we all had to figure out as we shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like such a big endeavor to take on especially like with the multiple timelines and everything and not necessarily knowing how everything is going to connect like you said sort of down the road but um like you said trusting yourself and, and trusting the team you know the editors that's a big part of their job is putting together this cohesive storyline and all of that so I mean yeah. congrats on on I mean from what I've seen already I'm so excited for for folks to see the the second season and I mean the first season was like came out of nowhere like the oh, yeah. the the success the show had like you know just so not necessarily surprising but just for a show on freeform especially because it is a slightly smaller younger demo but like the show like exploded and you know it's just such a great thing to see like the show continuing and and the fact that it's anthology new cast every season it's like you know american horror story
1: (laughs) it's exciting you know it's like it's a little scary because each season you're just trying to do just as good or if not better than the last but um it's it's a big it's a big endeavor to take on I, I really hope people like it i'm glad to hear that you liked it i'm glad to hear you're excited for the rest of it i hope other people feel yeah. the same way because yeah. yeah we put we put a lot of work into this so fingers are crossed
0: well thank you griffin so much for joining us today and for uh, everyone listening be sure to tune into free form on june 5th 9 p.m eastern for the season two premiere of cool summer thanks guys thanks for joining us be sure to subscribe to actors with issues on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast and visit our youtube channel for full video interviews Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juani Alla. See you next time.